Hey, my name's Adam, and I am the West Shore Campus Pastor here at Coastline Church on beautiful Vancouver Island. Welcome to our podcast. All the content that you will find here is meant to point you to Jesus and encourage you in your journey wherever it is that you find yourself. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the message. I get the privilege of introducing our speaker today. Our guest speaker this morning is an educational researcher and development practitioner with extensive experience working in community and international development. He is a dedicated child rights activist and passionate about social justice issues around the world. His experience working with children at an orphanage led him to establish the, the NACA Foundation, a charitable organization that has provided access to education, food, health care, counseling, and essential services to over 20,000 orphaned and vulnerable children throughout Zambia or Zimbabwe in Africa. The NACA Foundation has since 2020 expanded its work to neighboring S. I didn't even realize this, Eswatini, formerly Swaziland, uh, providing early childhood development, consulting services, early learning program development, and implementation. Beginning in 2012, our, founding, uh, our guest founded the Zimbabwe Network of Early Childhood Development uh, Actors, a national umbrella organization for organizations working in the early years sector. He's married to a wonderful wife and two wonderful children. You know him as Patrick, but did you know him as Dr. Patrick? Did you know that? Dr. Pa Patrick Makaroko. Come on up, Patrick. Let's put our hands together for our, our friend. <laughs> you got this, buddy. You're, you're in trouble. <laughs> Good, good morning. Um, your pastor is in trouble. <laughs> I, um, you're in trouble. I, I didn't think that you would um, you would read out a bio, but um, I'm so grateful. I'm I'm really grateful to to, and I give glory to God. You know, I could never have imagined that in my life I would be standing in this place this morning uh, speaking with you. I wouldn't have imagined. Um, the journey, you know, we, we hear these stories. Each one of us has got stories, right? And you hear this story and, and I'm listening to you. I'm sitting there, I'm almost crying. I'm like, Lord, what happened? When did this happen, <laughs> right? But I'm really, really um, thankful, thankful for that. Um, we're gonna get started and uh, we're gonna dive into, into what we have and what God has in store for us. Last week, I'm gonna do just a quick uh, series recap. Uh, last week, our pastor introduced us to the book of Acts and um, what, what a powerful service. Will you agree with me? What a powerful service. And we just give glory to God. Um, I'm so, so excited about what God is doing in the West Shore, what God is doing at Coastline Church. Um, and so last week, you know, Pastor spoke through Acts uh, 1, 4 to 5, uh, where he read, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days uh, from now. And in Acts uh, 2, 2, uh, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, uh, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house 
where they were sitting. Um, and so thankful that yesterday, I mean, last Sunday, we managed to experience just God moving, God being in this place and God being in this house, and that the Holy Spirit continues to minister to us. Even today, uh, the, minister, the Holy Spirit continues to, to minister. Again, uh, Pastor took us uh, the Second Corinthians or Two Corinthians, depending on how you want to read that. Uh, Five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and the new has come. And so, I just want to encourage those that we prayed with uh, last weekend that the old has passed, the new has come. I want to, you know, uh, encourage you to continue praying, continue seeking God. God wants to commune with you. Uh, he's in the habit of speaking every single day, every single moment. In fact, I always say that um, God is speaking every time, even at this minute, that we have to be in tune to the frequency that God is speaking to us in. We have to be in tune to the frequency that God is speaking to us in. Amen? And so really, really excited um, and again encouraging you all to continue praying, praising God, worshiping him, activating our faith, and the power of God will continue to, to, to rest uh, upon us. Um, I think it was Paul uh, who said that uh, in 1 Corinthians 14.1, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Um, and he, he went again to say, for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them because they utter mysteries by the Spirit. And so really excited as we walk through uh, the, Acts, Acts, the series of, of Acts, we're going to be learning about some of these uh, mis mysteries. Today, uh, for those that are taking notes, um, just a sermon title is The Power of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to you know, sort of walk through Acts 3 um, from verse uh, 1 through to 11. Um, and I'm going to read. One day, Peter and John were going to, up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him his attention. The man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's uh, Colonnade. A couple of months ago, um, Pastor said, well, Patrick, you know, we'd love for you to share. And I said, Pastor, I stutter, I, I, I stammer, I don't do well in front of crowds. I, I, I gave him all the reasons that I could think of for me not to be standing here today. <laughs> And this past week, I was like, oh my gosh, it's almost the 4th of June. Lord, what's going to go on? Because I remembered the first time I stood in front of you all uh, at the business center, I stood up and my mind just sat down, completely in church. And I'm like, Lord, what am I going to say? But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit said, Patrick, this is my house. This is your father's house. I was like, but Lord, I'm going to make a mistake. And 
I was standing in front of you. I was like, I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to say the wrong thing. And God said, the Holy Spirit said, you're going to make a mistake in your daddy's house? That's the best place to make a mistake. Amen? And so I was so encouraged. And here I am. I stammer. I stutter. I struggle. You might not hear something that I'm saying, but God is going to make sure that we land where we need to land this morning. Amen? So I began to think about this story, Peter, John, the lame guy. And I was like, okay, let's go back a little bit. The Bible doesn't tell us the name uh, of this guy. I tried to look. I've got a background in research, and I tried to look and analyze and say, where is this guy? What's his name? I couldn't find it. For those that know the name, please <laughs> shout it out uh, if, you, if, you, if you know it. I would love to, to, to know about this guy and dig a little bit more. He was lame from birth. The Bible says, Acts 3, 2 says, now a man who was lame from birth, and I'm reading from the NIV version, now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple. So there is this recording about this guy being lame from birth, um, but his name is not there. People would carry him into the gate. Hmm. Okay, so no name. Who would carry him? I'm trying to process, like, who would carry him? Why this particular gate? temple and the gate is called beautiful and this situation is not looking beautiful why though his name was never mentioned I want to speak to someone this morning though your name you might think that your name is forgotten God has not forgotten you God knows you Pastor Shandy said God knows the hairs and <coughs> I just got back from the T-dot last night, yesterday, and, and I was on the plane, and I was, Lord, you know my, my hair? I know, too. And, 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 and then God said, no, 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 Patrick, not only do I know the hair, and I thought of my friends in this church who grow beards, and I was like, yeah, it's easy, you can pull a strand and count and count and count, but then God says, Patrick, I know the hair follicles. Each one of them. I'm like, whoa. Wow. That's how God knows your situation. That's how God knows who you are. So, <laughs> we're going to go deep. We're going to go into this right now. Is there a chance that you've been coming into church? Your gate? And you've just been sitting there. And you've been wondering, when am I going to get the salvation? When am I going to get this help? He would go. For a long time. In fact, let me, let me, let me go, go, go into it. The Bible tells us in Acts 4.22 that the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. Right? We go back. He, was, he had a defect, right? From birth. He was lame from birth for 40 years. I don't know when he started being taken to, to the, the temple gate, but he had this defect. He was lame. So I don't know how long you've been carrying your situation, how long it has been. Maybe it's been five years, it's been three years. But I thought about the number 40. So I'm going to sell my, myself out. And it's okay, I'm a millennial. I am 39, turning 40 next year. And I said, 40? Lord. Oh, and, and the pastor opens up and reads a bit of my bio, and I'm like, wow, a lot has happened. And I imagined what would have happened in his life. 40. They say life begins at 40. 40. How long have you had your situation for? Three years, five years, you continue coming in to the gate, you sit, folks come pick you up, 
go back home, or you say, okay, I'm going to sneak out after church through the back door just as the pastor is about to close in prayer. I'm out. I'm going to go into the car. No one needs to know my situation. Today, we're going to pray about that situation, and God is going to minister to you. Amen? What looked like an ordinary day, just an ordinary Tuesday, just an ordinary June 4th, it's a Sunday, we're going to chill, go to church, it turned out to be an extraordinary day for that guy who was lame. I pray that this morning that your situation would be dealt with by the power of the Holy Spirit and that God would minister to you. Amen. He had an expectation. Okay? So my friends are going to carry me. They'll put me at the gate. I'm going to, you know, beg and, and ask for alms, uh, for alms, and I'm going to get money, go back home. So his vision was just limited to the material things that he needed. Perhaps you're sitting here and your vision is just limited to, Lord, just make this work. Lord, just make this work. Lord, just make this work. This morning, I want to encourage you to think about a bigger vision, to have a greater expectation that goes beyond the situation that you're going through right now. <laughs> and then I, I went through this story again, and I thought about Peter, and I said, Peter, oh, Peter, oh, Peter. This is the guy who denied Jesus three times. How did this happen? This is the guy who was invited by the Lord Jesus to walk on the water, and he doubted. I mean, this is the guy, when they were accusing Jesus, he was like, no, no, how are you hiding and covering? He said, I don't know him, I don't know him, I don't know him. But yet, this is Apostle Peter, who said, I want to give you something. And he said, get up and walk. This Peter. I thought about myself. I thought about, man. Lord, I've struggled. I continue to struggle like this, but you continue picking me up. I think about us in this room. We think, well, no, Lord. Ah, we know we can't serve you. We can't do this because we are not yet there yet. No. But this very same Peter that had denied Jesus three times is the very same Peter that was used for this miraculous event. God does not want you to come to him when you're perfect. <laughs> In fact, you know, <laughs> when, you, when, when you're speaking and you're holding a microphone, you tend to have a license, right? You tend to say anything and then you sit down. So <laughs> with using the microphone, what I call the microphone license, the common denominator that we have in this room is that we are all imperfect. We keep coming to the throne of grace. We keep coming to the throne of grace. And, and, and God doesn't care about your past. In fact, God wants to use your past for the greater glory of his name. God wants to use your past as a testimony for his name. Amen? Many times we've also, and I'll speak for myself, I've wanted the setting to be right. I've wanted to say, no, Lord, I love speaking in the spirit, you know, speaking in tongues and praying. But Lord, Paul says, you know, I need to desire prophecy. I need to, to, to hear things. I need to say things. As, you know, I, I need that. And I, Lord, until I get to a certain stage, then please may you work with me. But God's saying, no, 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 no. You come as you are. In fact, I love, I love uh, Isaiah, you know, 118. Let us reason together, God says. Even though your sin is as red as crimson, it will be made white as snow. Come, let's reason together, right? So you don't have to wait to be perfect, Patrick. 
you don't have to wait to be perfect for you uh, to, to be used uh, by God. And so I, I began to think about Baptism Sunday, and I'm, uh, it's, it's uh, again, the Microsoft license is, you know, pastor is going to chase me out of church, and uh, I began to think about why do we have to wait for uh, us to be perfect? Why do I have to wait for me to go through uh, seven, eight, nine, maybe, baptism classes? So, I don't know, you're here. Today, there's baptism. It's your moment to also get that. We don't have to wait. And here, this is what happened. And I thought about it, and I'm like, but Lord, where has this happened before? So, the Ethiopian eunuch who was baptized by the roadside came in, in my head again in Acts, and Pastor is going to speak through this uh, in a couple of weeks. As they traveled along the road, I'm reading from the NIV, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What can I stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized them. And this guy, this guy was traveling along, and he was reading the Bible, uh, trying to you know, just understand. And Philip is running along and says, Oh, yeah, hey, what, what, what are you reading? And he said, You know what? Hop on. <laughs> Come and explain this thing to me. Right? And then it goes now to this verse where they came to us and said, look, my friend, there is water. If this thing that you're reading to me is meaningful, why don't you just actually baptize me right now? This guy did not wait for a perfect moment. Oh, okay, I need to study some more. I need to understand some more. So, pastor, today, maybe perhaps you'll have two, three more people that want to come in and baptize. It's okay. It's okay. Because where the Spirit of God is, there's freedom. Amen? And that was what God would want us to do. Um, again, for, uh, I, I thought about, okay, so this guy was imperfect. There's an issue going there. What about, what else, Lord? Because I'm looking for excuses. I'm a human being, so I'm always looking for excuses, <laughs> right? Say, oh, well, maybe that was a fluke. And God says, oh, okay, well, let me tell you a couple of things. Let's talk about this guy called Zacchaeus. Textman, right? Imperfect, sinner. Lord, why are you sitting with this guy? Why are you having, you know, having dinner with him? And God says, hey, uh, Jesus said to him, Luke 19, 9 to 10, today salvation has come to this house because this, too, this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Just a snippet. I've got another guy and I'll, and I'll tell you about, about this other guy. But for these two, the timing was God's timing. We're still talking about Acts 3. We've got the lame guy. The timing. The timing. God's timing proved to be the best for them, um, even though the conditions around them were not, were, not, were, not, were not perfect. So here we are with all our learning, with all our you know, understanding. We still try to bring reason and order and process to the things of God. Yet the Holy Spirit, in the midst of our chaos in our lives, the Holy Spirit wants to move and God wants to work. Right at the temple gate, I could imagine there was bustling and jostling and people are going in and uh, they're trying to go in. And this guy is saying, you know what, just give me money, give me money. I don't have food. You know, I don't know what I'm going to eat. His expectation was different from what God wanted to give him. And so I pray this morning that God would give you a, a stressed expectation about him ministering to your situation. And then I thought, too, microphone license moment again. I, th I thought, too, about the church and how we sometimes are too formal, right? We come in, church, yeah, 1045, Patrick, tick, 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 tick. You have to be done by 1055 so that we get to baptism, right? Because we're thinking about time. We want to get our things done. But God would say, 
Trust me. Trust the process. Trust what I'm doing in you. Trust the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit that is going on uh, that I'm doing. And I remembered, too, as I was thinking about this, I was like, yeah, structure. And Pastor, you know, in his first sermon, as we moved back, he said, we want to be an unwelcoming church. Microsoft, my, my, micro, my microphone moment, license again. I said, well, yes, Pastor. Maybe additionally, we should be an uncomfortable church. We should be uncomfortable because we should allow the Holy Spirit to move. We should be uncomfortable because we should not try and put God in a box. We should not try and contain how God is going to move from service to service. So sometimes it's okay for last Sunday to go the way last Sunday did. Because that's exactly how God wants us to go. Sometimes it's okay for us to just start crying because we have been overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit. Because that's what God wants us, God wants to do at that particular moment. We should also proclaim our faith, punctuate our praise. We should also shout hallelujah. We should shout amen in church. Praise God, right? As the word of God resonates with you, you also need to break a stronghold. You'll be sitting there and the devil will be like, yeah, no, no, keep quiet. If you shout now, people will look at you. That becomes your limitation. We should be able to say, hey, hallelujah, pastor, good word, strong word, amen, I hear you, amen, right? And there's power in breaking those strong words by being vocal. Don't let the devil take a seat at your table. Don't let the devil take away what God wants to do to you and through you. And I'm processing all of this, and I'm like, but Lord, this is about the main, the, the, the man at the gate whose name I still can't see, and this is about Peter, and this is about, and I didn't even speak about John, and we're going to talk about John and his story and how he was involved in all of this. I'm like, Lord, what's, what, what, why? What is going on? Patrick, the Holy Spirit is there to give you perfect peace, even where there is chaos. And I was like, but Lord, he said, oh, okay, let me give you another example, Patrick. As Jesus was walking amongst crowds, there was this woman who had an issue of blood, chaos, imperfect moment, imperfect person. At that particular moment, for 12 years, there was an issue of blood, chaotic moment. Right at that moment, the Holy Spirit would move, and she was healed. 12 years. I'm like, but Lord, what is this with years and time? Because and, I'm also human. I'm trying to analyze. I'm trying to understand what is this. Says, oh yeah, by the way, Patrick, 40 years, Moses was in the desert. Again, another chaotic period, but I was getting you ready. I was getting you ready. I was getting you ready to receive the Holy Spirit so that you'll be able to move forward. And I'm like, but Lord, the man at the gate, what's going on? Imperfect, Patrick, chaotic. That's when I want to come in because you're trying to put me in a box. I'm not the God of one hour. I'm not the God of one hour, 10 minutes. I'm the God that transcends time. Amen? So we should proclaim our faith. We should fight the voices that are telling us, oh, no, when you're worshiping, just keep your, it's not cool to, to raise your arm. It's not, you know, just, just keep your, fight that voice. Fight it. Now, we go back to this man at the gate. And I began to personalize this situation. And I said, perhaps you could resonate with this in this church this morning. Here I am at this gate called Beautiful. The irony, beautiful. The 
situation that I'm facing in my life is nothing but beautiful. For X number of years, my friends have just been bringing me in, making me sit here and ask for money. Here you are in this church, in the church slash beautiful, in this place. You're sitting saying, but this is not happening to me. Why am I not getting what I need? You look around, wow, they seem to have a perfect marriage. Well, he just got back from Disney. How did he do that? Oh, they gave a testimony that they were healed. So you see, you look around and you see every other person getting the thing that you so desperately need. This is the lame guy sitting. The expectation of being healed is gone. He's just like, I just need money. I just need money. I just need food. You might be sitting here. Your expectation gone. You know what? God is not going to save my marriage. God is not going to heal me. My son, oh, he's gone. My sibling, we last spoke four years ago. That's not going to happen again. I challenge you this morning that let's believe the Holy Spirit would minister through you, in you, and raise the bar of your expectation. That God would reconnect you with your son. God would reconnect you with your sibling. That your marriage would be revived and revitalized through the power of the Holy Spirit and that God would continue to minister to you. Amen? What a beautiful moment to be able to receive from the power of the Holy Ghost. What a beautiful moment to be able to partake of the joy that God has given us, to be able to partake of that which God wants us to have. The time had come for him to receive uh, the, the healing that, that he had wanted. The lame man saw every person walking into the church, you know, and I said, I could imagine what he was thinking. Perhaps this is why at 40 years of age he had given up on, on his situation. But this morning, God has not forgotten you. And I don't say that lightly. God has not forgotten you. God has not forgotten the situation that you're going through. So I'm preparing to close. And I'll close with uh, three points that I just want to leave, uh, leave with us this morning. God gave us the Holy Spirit to edify us. To heal your broken heart. You might be going through whatever situation. You might have had you know, issues in the past. But God gave us the Holy Spirit to heal our, our, our broken hearts. To mend our broken hearts. I began to think. And, and I don't know how Pastor Adam uh, gets away with this. And I began to think. I was like, well, yeah. There's this issue that happened with Janai. Maybe I should share it. And I'm like, eh. Yeah, because he's always saying, hey, Pastor Shandy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah, okay, let me, let me hold back. <laughs> but in Psalms 147, we read, God heals the brokenhearted and blood binds up their wounds. That's what God does. God, number two, wants to give you peace that surpasses all understanding. In the middle of that situation that you're going through, God wants to give you peace that surpasses all understanding. I've told you these things. 
so that in me you have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take care because I have overcome the world. That's the promise that we have. Third point, God wants to give you righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit. Or he says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, joy, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That is the promise that God has given us. And so this morning, prepare your hearts to receive that promise. Prepare your hearts to, to, to feel the healing. The Holy Spirit doesn't impose himself on you, doesn't impose on us. We just have to have a heart that is ready to receive. We just have to have a posture that allows us to receive. Amen? So sometimes it's easy to put on an act to come into church. Hi, hi, how you doing? Good, good, good. We praise, we worship, and then we go home. Back to your situation, back to your gate. You sit there, you come back on Sunday, you get a little bit of a revive. An hour, an hour, if you go back. Sometimes it's easy to put on an act. In fact, this one I can't bite. <laughs> In fact, I watch my wife. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I watch every morning. She wakes up, she takes a shower, she goes in and she starts putting her makeup. Cleansing. Foundation, they call it. <laughs> and I wonder, covering. And we do that in our lives. We leave home, we come to church, we cover our situations. In fact, sometimes we try to be too strong for God to work in our lives. Sometimes when the Holy Spirit moves, you sit back and you just fold your arms and say, like, hmm, this is a crazy church. Hmm. I'm not going back there again. Why? Because we want to cover, to cover the burdens, to cover the struggles. Yet God says, come as you are. Let us reason together. Amen? And so God would want to minister to you. Like the lame man, we end up asking for what is easier. Healing is not going to come. The doctors have told me that, eh, now you've got a couple of weeks. Six months maybe at most. Got a year. Oh, man, you've done therapy. You've, you know, gone for counseling, married or counseling. Eh, I've tried to help you guys, but uh, this one, it's a big case study. No, you guys, I can't help. That's not how God works. The Holy Spirit would say this morning, is my hand too short to help you? Is my hand too short, says the Lord? So believe in that the God would want to, to help you. God would want to minister to you this morning. God wants the broken us. God wants us to remove the veil. God wants us to be vulnerable. In fact, I, I, I say sometimes when I'm, I'm teaching that we get assisted at the level of our vulnerability. And I see that the same with God. It's not that God doesn't know what, what is going on. It's the posture. It's the heart. How are we preparing ourselves to receive from God? Amen? Let us stand.